Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connection, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Well, hello there, and welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. My guest today is Eva Palekova. She's a mindset coach, a number one best-selling author, and an award-winning international speaker. Informally, she's known as the mompreneur who took her own coaching business from barely making income to a seven-figure in 18 months, all while being pregnant and as a single parent. She now teaches other entrepreneurs how to do the same while falling madly in love with their business. Who wouldn't want to do that? Hello, Eva, and thank you for being here in Back to Basics. It's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is exciting. I think you know that you have an inspiring journey. I'm sure that there's a bunch of entrepreneurs in my audience that want to that want to know what the secret sauce is. But uh, I always start with the origin story. So with that name, I have to ask, where are you from? <laughs> if you can share a bit about your, you know, your younger years. And, you know, I'm particularly curious always to know what were you excited about as a, as a younger girl? Like, what were your dreams and aspirations back then? Oh, I haven't. I've never been asked this. So this is very fun. Thank you so much. I was born and raised in the Czech Republic, about 10 minutes from Germany, so on the Western part. And, you know, Czech Republic is a very tiny country. You can drive across from south to north at about four hours and to west to east, maybe like eight hours. Mm. It's a very, you know, for somebody like me, that was a very small country Mm -hmm. to fit in. And so... And, you know, there's some, I just always felt like I didn't fit there for some, for one reason or another. So I remember as a nine-year-old, I had like big dreams and we're going to, I was going to live in the U.S. Of course, I didn't speak English and I was in a tiny town where I think there was like me and like a handful of other people who ever went to college, you know, mm-hmm. it was that the life, the way of being was work, end up working in a cart part factory. That was kind of the way of life, you know? And I had very different dreams and aspirations and just kind of kept it secret to myself. My family didn't have very much money at all, but yeah, I wanted to travel the world. And I, I think by the time I turned 21, I visited 30 different countries on like literally no money as a backpacker and uh, ended up working, you know, in different continents and different languages. At one point, actually, I was, had to work in Spanish, (laughs) which, Uh you know, uh, I worked in Peru for a year when I was 21 in in Lima as a product manager for, (laughs) for, for uh, Samsung, the corporation. This was interesting. So yes, uh, I was born there, a tiny country and, you know, I'm a little bit of rebellious and adventurous in nature. So that's kind of how life went. That's awesome. But it sounds to me like, like a that you made it happen early on? Like, what, how old were you when you embark on your first trip and say, okay, this is too small for me. I'm going to make this happen. And I, I'm wondering. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, um, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I think I was 15 or I was 16. And, you know, my parents, they, they grew up during the communist times where you are not allowed to go anywhere. You don't cross the borders. You maybe go to Yugoslavia or Russia, but you don't go see the imperialist West and whatnot, right? 
So, so one thing that uh, my dad, I think he did right. He had a lot of fears, but he is like, you know what, go, just go do whatever you want, live your life, be free. So when I was 15, I decided to go hitchhiking across to Spain. Like imagine, you know, oh, that just, wow. Yes. And then I went to Portugal and then, you know, just anyway. It's awesome. Just, nice. Great. And I, and I love it that your dad supported it. Like, as you say, he had his fears, but he probably recognized, you know, coming from the background and in being in a communist country, they probably say, I want my daughter to see the world. I don't want her to be stuck here. So that that's fantastic. Yes. And so and so you started that journey. You travel all over the world. Was it easy to eventually decide, like when you know so many countries and you live here and there, what, what, what was your criteria in terms of, OK, as you are getting older, where to go next, what to do next? Uh, take me behind the scenes of how you were making those decisions. Gosh, you know, for me, um, huh. Great question. I don't think it's like a, okay, pros and cons in a spreadsheet, mm -hmm. you know, like I currently live in Costa Rica. I also have a U.S. citizenship and I lived for 10 years in the U.S. and I consider that my, my second home, but you know, Costa Rica is basically my home now. It's my third home, but right now it's my <laughs> first home. But you know, me and my daughter, when she was one year old, we moved here and it, it was, well, number one was because you couldn't go anywhere else. It was during COVID and Costa Rica is one of, one of the countries that was open and didn't require a quarantine and things like that. And number two was because I'm a single mom and the culture and the environment here is so, so conducive. You know, my daughter is right now, you know, on the beach with other kids or she's with my nanny at the farm playing with chickens, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and chasing bunnies. Like that doesn't happen in the US. Mm. You know, I have an amazing, like she's being raised by the village, not just by me, but by a community of people who absolutely love her and adore her. You know, she gets to be outside. She gets to be with the animals. She's like repeating the monkey sounds and the bird sounds. And awesome. you don't have that, you know, no. oh. in the US. It's like a concrete jungle. And where is she going to go? Like if I let her play outside ever, somebody's going to call social services. So <laughs> I'm a little bit of, you know, like I, I want my child to grow up in an environment where they connect to nature. They live in nature. They you know, they, they're, they're free, you know, they're, I love it. They're it's, a, it's a back to basics, a, you know, it's a way of living where, where, you know, that kind where we give importance to those things. So, and how old is your daughter now? She's now two. Oh, wow. Okay. Two That's, in a couple of months. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. So I know then that it wasn't that long ago then that you made this magic happen where mm -hmm. you decided, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pregnant and I'm going to start my own. I'm, you know, you had you like a, a mindset coaching business. Uh -huh. How you got into the whole coaching environment? So I got into business coaching because I failed a few businesses. <laughs> you well, not that's to the do. best experience, exactly. <laughs> well, I succeeded some too, but uh, you know, I always knew I would be an entrepreneur. I was always that 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 don't tell me what to do type of girl. You know, uh -huh. I was always like I was all of us. Uh, I was probably like you. Like we love our freedom. We like to create. We like to be be our own bosses. I always knew, and I owned a couple restaurants, and I did other businesses too, and. I was after the restaurant ownership thing, I was ready for not be tied to a brick and mortar location for years and years and years and, you know, not having the freedom. So I really wanted something that's a little bit more traveling. So I thought, you know, let me, let me do some business coaching because I have a business background. I have an MBA, this and that. And so I started that and I did, you know, I did some little bit of speaking. I would go around the country. I would book some, you know, little uh, speaking gigs, a little female entrepreneur organization, do a workshop and uh, talk to people after and sign up clients for my private business coaching program. 
and that was going, that was going good. You know, I, it, as you can tell I'm a traveler. So at that point I got an RV. I'm like, I'm going to explore all the States. I'm going to go <laughs> to all the national parks, the state parks, you know, and I had it organized. Uh, Leticia, I had it organized. Like I'm going to go to Florida in the, in the winter. I'm going to go to Colorado. I'm going to stay in Colorado in the summer. I'm going to go to Washington state <laughs> and the West coast in like early fall. So I had it all mapped out mm-hmm. and I, and I went and I did about 30 of these workshops. I had somebody else also join me in the journey and we were doing some coaching together. Uh, we're doing some spiritual coaching together. I was doing business coaching on my own. And we were also working on a book and just doing lots of meditating and spiritual work and things like that. And that was awesome. You know, I was, you know, somebody that I was romantically in love with and I was, you know, I was in love and I was just, it was, it was really beautiful. You know, it was kind of like this, like, oh my gosh, I'm just doing what I love. I'm doing these speaking gigs. It's wonderful, you know? And it was until July 1st. 2019, I found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. which was still wonderful. I was mm-hmm, very excited because I've been trying to do that for, you know, 10 years. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and it was kind of like the moment where I'm like, okay, it's probably not happening in this lifetime, probably That's next great. lifetime. So, and then out, out of nowhere, you know, uh-huh, okay, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, so beautiful. I was excited. Couldn't go any better, right? Four days later um, is when the gentleman realized that that wasn't, you know, he didn't identify as a father at the age of 52 was not his thing anymore. And that was the, that was the last time I ever saw him. And I never heard from him basically since. Okay. So there was this, like, so I was doing this, you know, it wasn't huge. It wasn't a huge success. It was like a little bit of income, you know, we're doing like five, 10 Ks a month, whatever, you know, it was like pay your bills, pay for the crazy gas, you know, traveling in the RV and, and do some traveling. And I was like, you know, but here I was, I, it was just this space of like heartbreak and, you know, shame, like, who's the kind of person, like, how did I not see this? Like, who is the kind of person that gets abandoned four days into pregnancy? You know, like, who does this happen to? What the? Yeah, what but, the what? but almost because, it, as you say, you were in love. So also it says a little bit of like, oh, my God, like I was totally like probably blindsided by this person. Yeah. But oh. but, you know, everybody's in there for a bigger mission because now you have your beautiful daughter. So, you know, yeah, it was it was exactly that, and, you know, but I had to work through a lot. Right. I had to go and cancel the rest of the speaking engagements because I, you know, I had the first trimester. Oh my goodness. I've never been more nauseous in my life. And so like, no, I could not even sit behind this. I could not drive anywhere. I could not even turn on the engine. It was like, wow, you yeah. know, <laughs> so I, like, no. I can relate to that. <laughs> can you? Yes, okay. yes. Yes. It was, it was like, okay, like this isn't happening. And I'm like sitting on the couch. And the only time I get up is to go to throw up literally like, <laughs> I, it's just so much apathy and heaviness. I'm feeling awful, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm canceling all these speaking engagements. What do I do? <sighs> all right, let's build a business online, you know? Because that's what, that's what, you know, create passive income. Let's do some courses and memberships and sell that. Yeah, that didn't go, you know? I worked for three months on a course that I was going to sell, you know? Mm-hmm. Two months, maybe not, like two. But I'm, I'm, I'm fast, you know? When I work, I work. I recorded so many videos. It was like all the bells and whistles, the most amazing business coaching program course that you can imagine. It was like, it was like MBA in a box for $57. Hmm. How many people do you think bought my course? (laughs) I have no clue. 
everybody <laughs> loved. <laughs> exactly two. Two. <laughs> and one of them is a good friend of mine who did it out of pity. Basically, she is <laughs> she is my daughter's godmother. So that's well, how much she cares about me. Okay, I'm gonna buy your course. I'm gonna be your baby's godmother. Okay, let's take it. You know, and it was like I just you know, and we. Basically, we set up this funnel. We're going to run Facebook ads to it. And I get to a point where I wasted all the money on these Facebook ads and funnels and whatever. And I was, I think I was six months pregnant. I literally had $700 in my personal bank account. And I live in Pueblo, Colorado. My, my family doesn't live there. My family's over in Europe, right? And I'm in Pueblo, Colorado. I just moved there because that's the only town in Colorado I could afford. I moved away from Boulder because that was just like, okay, single mother. What do I, what am I doing here, you know? And I didn't have any friends. I was literally isolated as can be, you know, in this place. No family support, no friends around, like nothing, right? And I'm like, no money. What the heck do I do, right? And it was like, there was a, <laughs> there was a day that I, oh, I remember this. I went to actually do a tour of a daycare in Pueblo, right? To like see like where Lexi was going to go. Cause I was like, I'm going to have to get a job, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, for us entrepreneurs, like, no, you know, just terrible. So I went to see the daycare and then you have six babies, five or six babies, like screaming and crying. Everybody's unhappy. The teacher looks unhappy. And there's like, everybody wants their diaper changed at the same time. And I walk in there and I, and I felt so awful. I'm like, oh my God, this is my future. I'm going to be the statistic. I'm going to be the, the single mother with child screaming at six weeks old in a daycare. And then I go to WIC, which is like, you know, food stamps for, for, you know, pregnant mothers with like low income, like, wow, you know, what is happening? You know, and, and then you stand in line for two hours, you know, for your pregnant mother food stamps. And they give you like a visa of it, 20 bucks on it. I'm like, really? Oh, wow. And I just stand here for two hours and there's a whole building of food, people. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like what, you know, what, 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 what? So you know, though, and I was, you know, I wish I could tell you, you know, I said no to this. No, I was resigned. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is what, this is what it means to be a single parent. This is what's going to happen. I was resigned to this. And I started interviewing for jobs. And it's like, yep, entrepreneurship is over. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to put my baby in a daycare. This is what it's going to be. And then I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I, at some point I came to back, my, back to my census and I said, you know what, if anybody can figure out, it's going to be me. Because I'm the crazy, you know, world traveling, crazy person who goes with $20 to explore this country or that country. You know, I, if anybody can figure this out, if anybody has the courage to figure this out, it's going to be me. Let's go. And, you know, I took a bunch of credit cards. You probably know the stories, so, you know, hire a coach and this and that, you know. And, and I said, I went to the Walmart mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they have these little whiteboards, you know, like eight and a half by 11 little, little whiteboards. And I put on this seven, seven figure happy single mom happy mm-hmm. underlined, mm-hmm. you know, and I put this in my shower and I put this like, you know, I, I don't do, you know, manifestations. It's like, I don't, I did do so much of that. I'm like, I'm going to be forced to stare at this. Mm-hmm. If it's in my shower, every time I put conditioner on my hair and I'm waiting, I'm going to be staring at this. It's going to do something, you know? I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of vision boards and that kind of stuff. So I'm with you. Yes. For me, I have a problem. They always come true faster than I want them well, to. <laughs> it's, it's a good problem um, to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. So what happened, I came to my senses after I realized, you know, this online stuff, you know, trying to trick people into buy something without having any connections that just wasn't going to work. And so I said, okay, 
what worked in the offline space. It's literally, you know, go talk to people, go deliver something of value, go inspire them, go teach them something, and then talk to them after and talk to them about being a client. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. So I started doing virtual events, you know, virtual events. First, it was like Facebook live challenges and whatnot, you know, then I got tired of Facebook, whatnot. So we started doing seven day retreats on Zoom. And I didn't know what I was doing. Quite honestly, I knew how to talk to people like in person Mm -hmm. because I could see them. I could see them nodding, you know, like it was like very encouraging, but like this life thing, you know, at, at the time I was so nervous. I'm like, I can't, you know, there's this like eye in the corner. I don't know who's looking at me. Like I would be so terrified. I would be pacing for like 10 hours and back and forth and practicing what I was going to teach on this Facebook live. Oh my God. My word, it was, I just really didn't know what I was doing in, in, in this like, you know, like interactive online space. But I decided to learn because everything is just, if, if you're not doing well, you just don't know what you're doing yet. And that's okay. We learn, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we learn. So we started doing these virtual retreats. Our first one was a flop. We made $3,000. And it wouldn't be flop for other people, but hey, I'm a business coach. I should know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> So, so, but we said I had a virtual assistant at the time. Her name is Jay. She's still with us and uh, she's wonderful. <laughs> but we said, okay, we're going to, we're going to, it, it's a proof of concept. You know, we had like five people watching and doing the homework and, and whatnot. We're like, we're going to master this. We're going to figure this out the right, the right way to do this. And we started doing this. And we did like, you know, six of them that year. And we went from 3K to then 21, then 48, then 80. Then, you know, we had some like ups and downs. And the biggest one was $560,000 in revenue. Wow. In a, in a single, in a single uh, week-long event. That is incredible. Right? Congratulations. So that was, yeah. So we basically had our first million-dollar quarter when, you know, we started these uh, in December before Lexi was born. Lexi was born in February, right? So fast forward about 13 months, we had a $560,000 event. Wow. And it was all just like, you know, letting stuff go, mastering how to do this and, you know, transforming some mindset stuff and like learning. And so, so that was that part of a journey. The other thing that I don't often share, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is why I said some, sometimes careful what you manifest because I manifest very quickly. You <laughs> okay. know, I'm just like, oh, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the ideas come flowing in and, and I just kind of know, okay, this is, this is what needs to change. This is what needs to improve. Kind of like that. Now, careful what you manifest because um, I've seen this with our clients too. So I take them on a journey and they're like going from like 50K to like 400K in a single year. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? And I've seen this over and over and over. And it goes like this. They start getting, you know, all of a sudden, instead of having five people on Zoom with them teaching something, now there's 100, now there's 200. Now, instead of five clients that they have before, now they have 50. Now, what happens to somebody who's not ready to receive this level of business, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. What starts happening is like, you get yourself in trouble because emotionally and, you know, people, people start, you know, clients, coaching clients, especially, right. It's, it's like, um, it's, it's sensitive stuff and they start throwing stuff at you and like, you know what, I don't like your program so much. And then they go into, into feeling so bad and so much anxiety. How do I respond to this guilt and shame and just so much coming up for them and they don't even realize it but they shut themselves down they get like almost traumatized by it mm. you know Interesting. so one has to one has to know how to heal and transcend 
these emotional blocks as they come up so that we don't, you know, we don't store, we don't take this with us. Right. So I was running a, I was running a pure business coaching program and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people there were, it was about, I would say there was two, two camps, you know, within the entrepreneurs I work with. And one camp was the people who has so much fear and resistance about putting themselves out there and all the, you know, because we are so fearful <laughs> of promoting mm-hmm. ourselves. They just couldn't break through it, you know. And there was this other camp of people who will do anything to succeed because they have to, mm-hmm. you know, and they have something to prove that they will blow past all the resistances, mm-hmm. all of it, right? They'll blow right past it, but then they don't heal it. Then they don't transcend it. They run into trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's when I said, and, and I was watching this in myself, I realized, you know, there was, there was a point, I think it was in June, 2021, when I had on paper, I had made it, you see, there was no more Pueblo. Mm-hmm. There was a beautiful life in Costa Rica with a full-time, full-time nanny that I would never have been able to uh, afford in, mm-hmm. in Pueblo. Anyway, I had my house clean, groceries delivered. It's, it's, you know, it's like I was in a $50,000 mastermind, mm-hmm. you know, high level mastermind too. And it was a plane. Mm-hmm. I was, there was a point I was on a plane to that mastermind. And, you know, on paper, you would think life was amazing, but I was like, wow. This is so much pressure. I don't know for how long I can keep this up because mm-hmm. there's like demands from clients and team mm-hmm. member. You, just, you know, it was just so much. And I was like, people please extraordinary. I have to deliver all day long. And it was like, wow, mm-hmm. how do I do this? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's when I started a long and intense healing journey of transformation and looking myself in the mirror and and seeing just you know the superwoman sort of need to prove need to deliver need to not let anybody down sort of persona that i've created and that's when things sort of and like looking at all my emotional blocks that i had and dissolving it one at a time and that's when i realized okay like in this entrepreneurial space we cannot separate healing from business, mm-hmm. right? As we grow our business, and this is what I tell my clients, business is the medicine. It's going to give you exactly what you need. All the people that come to you, that don't like you. They don't appreciate what you have to provide. They are your medicine. They're showing you exactly what you need to heal to be free, Right. And my, my clients didn't, they, they didn't know, but they didn't understand it yet, you know, because like everything, you know, if you have a launch that failed or a client that backed out or whatever, and once you have your intention, you know, this is what I want to build. I want to build a six or seven or whatever figure business, everything, you know, God will support you on that journey, but through different, not as, as, you know, it's not going to be a straight line. It's going to be like, okay, well deal with this, transcend mm-hmm. this, heal this. You know, here's a difficult person over here. It's not about the person. What is this? Bring it up in you. You know, what is it that you need to heal? Can you, and it's all about, but for me, it's all about freedom. It's all about how can we disconnect? How can we be free? How can we fully self-express? How can we be truthful? How can we be transparent? How can we not doubt ourselves and second guess ourselves and be fully, fully who we are? You see? That's when you get freedom, when it's not just about doing the thing. It's really, truly about freedom, right? Because that's what we all wanted. 
entrepreneurial freedom, it. but freedom in here. It's not like, you know, do I have a, you know, a private jet? <laughs> I totally agree with you. And, and, and when you see it, you, it's clear to you and you have people like just yesterday I was with some friends and they, I cannot, I hate my job. I hate my job. And it's like, quit. And then it's like, quit. no, because what happens with the customers? We have all these, you know, like oh, because, uh, excuses. Because, 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 right? Yes. And it's, ah. it's incredible. Like, how do you, once you see it clearly, like you have Ooh, the freedom yeah. to just make anything you want happen. But uh -huh. th that lack of conviction sometimes, I think, takes people on the on that kind of like what you said when you got say okay I'm gonna be a single mom and now I'm gonna feel mm -hmm. full fit fit in the pattern or in the box that was established for a single mom with three jobs or two jobs mm -hmm. with a daycare and so mm -hmm. you were trying to do that mm -hmm. and luckily for you you listened to your inner self Mm -hmm. I think, and then that you broke free. And so I think it's it's incredible. So I know somewhere I read is that, what would you say is the, the superpowers and freedoms of the entrepreneurial stardom? I, I read this about you somewhere. Is that the freedom that to be meant in your mind and to be authentic? Yeah, what would exactly. What would you say the superpowers are? It, it, it's that, like, you, we see it in other people. You saw it in your friends, on your former colleagues, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's it's the mental jails that that they're in. But here's the thing: we're all in some form of mental jails that we absolutely. haven't seen yet. Absolutely, right? yes. So yes. so what I've sort of seen in my on my journey, on my healing journey, is you know we come here and we are free as can be. I mean, I look at my two year old, and it's like she laughs and she cries and no no no, and it's like runs around and then she's then she's tired and then she's mad and then she's happy again. You know. She she has nothing about it. She's not afraid to offend anybody with her tears. You know, she doesn't yes. care. You know, yes. she's who she is. Like she doesn't care that she's imposing on somebody with her emotionality. You know, really doesn't care. And it's it's so beautiful. It's so amazing. Right? It's it's freedom. But then we then we come into this world and we, you know, we we're here for a while and we realize, you know, that gets people mad. This is not a way to be. I need to be somebody that I'm not. I need to develop this 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 persona this these protective layers you know what i talk about with the entrepreneurs that they're not just it's not just about the business tactics and the strategies it's really developing yourself as somebody who can lead that level of business and who has the capacity to lead that level of business so there are six superpowers i i talk about typically and we probably don't have much time to go through them but basically one of them is being able to live in a state of inspiration right It's, you know, we all know the difference when, when you're trying to plan something, plan your future from your left brain. It's like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? I don't really like it now. Let me make a plan on how to change it. And it typically doesn't stick because it's, it's coming from the thinking mind, you know, versus when you can hook yourself to the state of, state of inspiration with ideas that are falling and you're literally just executing. It's like it comes and it gets done, you know. The other one is having uh, having your voice, having your limitless voice. When you let go of trying to impress people, when you let go of trying to make people happy, when you let go of getting validation from somebody, right? And you're just being who you are. And that's a process because most entrepreneurs, when they start their business, it's like, you know, I feel like such a fraud because, you know, I don't want the experience versus everybody else here. They have the 20 years of experience and 40 different certifications. You know, who am I? I'm newbie, you know? 
And it's like, it's the imposter syndrome and the feeling like a fraud. And it's like, how do I, you know, how do I even compare here? Right. So it's like integrating every part of you, every part of our experience, who we are, how we look, you know, like not needing to just, just being real. Cause sometimes like simple, it's like, just like owning your voice, how you express yourself, your accent, your, you know, your size and shape and all of it. And just, you know, coming to acceptance with I'm perfect as I am. And, you know, that can be really inspiring to people because they, they want that permission to do this for themselves as well. So that's a couple things that there's four or five more, but there's, you know, just an example of the things that we need to really fully step into to, to be able to lead a company. And I love it. And I, and I honestly think that it's not only to lead a company. I think that all the advice and all these superpowers are really superpowers to live a better life, to, to live mm-hmm. the life you're meant to live. Because regardless if you have a company or you work for somebody, the more mm-hmm. authentic you are, the more you know what you want, the more you break your those limited beliefs, then, the, the, then you really connect to that source that it's infinite and that makes magic happen, as I call it. So I, I definitely love, I think it's fantastic advice. So Eva, as we approach the end of the interview, um, is there anything new and exciting also that you want to share that's something that we haven't discussed? Any new projects that are uh, keeping you excited these days? Yeah. Um, I just, oh, this is so funny. We just actually had our first day. We just kicked off my new uh, group program, which is quite amazing. Uh, that's one of the things I'm working on. I'm having lots of fun with it. We have a really nice, beautiful sisterhood of, of entrepreneurs that I work with. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing that I do that is for any entrepreneur that is free every single week, I do, well, not every single week, most weeks, I do a little 90 minute workshop where I literally teach teach entrepreneurs the business building strategies to get you to six and seven figures. I also talk about the superpowers and we do a little uh, experiential exercise. We take any resistance that you have in, in your business and I teach you a five minute exercise on how to transmute that resistance and, and turn it into higher frequency. So, Ooh, so that those sounds nice. Yeah. So we definitely will put that on the show notes to, to, to check it out. I will personally check it out. Awesome. So we, we definitely will do that. And and I thank you for all your inspiration. I mean, you live in Costa Rica. It sounds to me that you live uh, aligned with what makes you tick. But that's my last question in any interview I do. It's mm-hmm. what else do you do in your life or what is your source that reconnects you to what makes you tick? Mm, for me, it's always nature. It's always been nature. I think it was since I was little, you know, I needed to go hike and I need to go you know, right now it's it's so much nicer because we have no winters, you know. Uh-huh. So. Of course, of course. <laughs> you no, know, I the beach with my daughter and, and uh, we have a beautiful yard here and it's just, yeah, it's my joy. Well, pura vida, that's what they call Costa Rica. And it sounds to me like you are living that uh, reality. And I thank you so much for your time and for sharing your wisdom with the Back to Basics audience, Eva. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.